1019 WDET. I'm Ryan Patrick Hooper. Author Stephen Mac Jones is back with another tale of ex-cop turned vigilante detective August Snow. Lives Laid Away is the second installment of the August Snow series. This time, Snow fights back when his Mexican town neighborhood is caught in the crosshairs of a human trafficking scheme. Culture Shift's Amanda LeClaire spoke with Jones about the new novel and the challenges of writing a good thriller. Well, he's become a little more comfortable living in his uh, childhood home on his childhood street uh, in Mexican town. He's gotten to know the neighbors and the neighbors have gotten to know him. So he's a little more comfortable in calling it home. Um, and he's, he's still renovating houses on Markham Street. I think one of the interesting things about uh, your work is is the detail that you have for yes. police work and, and, and court proceedings and, and that kind of thing. Where How do you come about that? Research like most people do these days. Um, research on the Internet. I'm kind of old school. I still believe that... Uh, librarians are the original and the best search engine, so uh, libraries, things of that nature, and just uh, remembering conversations that I've had with people over the years. You know, I always like to ask writers, there has to be a part that really you got kind of hooked on, you know, uh, and hooked on in the way that, you know, maybe you didn't see, it, it took a little bit to figure out like where you were going from there with it. Was there any a part of this novel, this new novel, that, that felt like that to you? That it was just oh, it, it uh, from beginning to end, it felt like that. Um, okay. It's uh, for me, writing is jumping backwards off a cliff into uh, the darkness, and it's frightening, but it's also exhilarating. And uh, there are times when you let the characters and situation lead the way instead of you trying to force a way through uh, where you thought the story was going. So it's it's always exciting. It's always frightening. So really, it was you were on this journey with August Snow the whole way. Yes. Sometimes he tells me what he wants to do, and other times I tell him cautiously what I'd like him to do uh, because I have my story notes and some bullet points which he apparently will abide by when he feels like it. When you said uh, that writing writing this book felt like jumping off of a ledge, how do you balance writing creatively and getting the inspiration with getting it done as well? <laughs> well, I've been writing professionally for well over 40 years. So writing essentially is my job. That's the way I've always felt it. After 30 years in advertising as a copywriter and co-creative director. Your job is to write and then rewrite and then rewrite again. So writing is the art, rewriting is the craft. What is about the genre of the thriller that appeals to you as a writer? I've always loved thrillers. Thrillers are like doing jigsaw puzzles with your mind. You can slip in a bit of social consciousness you can bit, you can uh, throw in a dash of um, community concern. Everything that is pertinent in 
uh, today's society, but it's still providing the reader with um, a jigsaw puzzle. And that's what Agatha Christie did. That's what um, Sir Conan Doyle did um, and on through uh, Lauren Esselman and uh, Robert B. Parker, uh, Laura Paretsky, um, providing those little insights into society um, through a jigsaw puzzle, a mysterious jigsaw puzzle. And I enjoy that. This is a great time, I think. uh, And you have a great voice, by the way. If you would read a little bit for us, do you have a couple paragraphs that you think would apply? Yes. Yes, I do. Her secret ingredient was nutmeg. Not a lot, maybe half a teaspoon or less. But she got the same complex undercurrent effect that she would have had with smoked East Indian paprika or authentic Mexican chili powder. I was in the kitchen slowly blending half a teaspoon of nutmeg into my homemade salsa, pureed tomatoes from Honeycomb Market, blanched and coarse chopped tomatoes, chopped jalapenos, minced yellow bell pepper, fresh dill, a quarter lemon squeezed, garlic, sea salt, and coarse ground black pepper. I also added just a bit of chopped cilantro. While I diced, pureed, and blended ingredients, I listened to an an old CD of my father's, John Lee Hooker and Santana's classic, The Healer, cranked to top volume on my stereo. Perfect music to accompany a rakishly handsome blacksican as he made a poor imitation of his mother's salsa. Courtesy of the potent aroma of the salsa and the music, I could feel my hips, my feet, move in the rhythm of a slow rumble bolero. And yes, cabron, I dance a mean rumble bolero, thanks to my mother's patient lessons and the decades of practice I've had at a dozen Mexican weddings, one Salvadoran Colombian wedding anniversary, and four quinceañeros. I've even given salsa and rumba lessons at Camp Leatherneck and forward operating base Delhi, Beirut in Afghanistan to guys who'd just gotten engaged to sweethearts anxiously awaiting stateside. Go ahead. Ask former Marine Corporal Francis Montoya, Seattle, Washington, or former Marine Sergeant Dwayne Weeman Nixon, Memphis, Tennessee, Marine killing machines who would freely admit I'm the only guy they've ever loved dancing with. It had been a week since I'd taken Tatina Stadmuller, my long-distance kind of maybe girlfriend, to Metro Airport for her flight home, back to Oslo, Norway, back to begin her last year of cultural anthropology doctoral studies at the University of Oslo, I was still feeling buoyant from her visit, like Paul blinded by righteousness and beauty. The air in my house still carried her warm chocolate and pepper scent. One thing I hadn't intended to Tina to see during her time in Detroit was a black Chevy Suburban, windows blacked out, crawling down Markham Street at ungodly hours of the morning. Tatina had casually noted 
the SUV twice during her nighttime bathroom visits. Who are they? She asked over breakfast one morning. Probably somebody coming home from a late shift somewhere. Of course, I knew better. This is Mexican town. The black Chevy Suburban with blacked out windows was ICE, U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement Police, trolling the dark heart hours, mapping potential nests and safe houses of undocumented immigrants. Their official motto, protecting national security and upholding public safety. In Mexican town, we have a different motto for ICE. Si es marrón, encio. If it's brown, lock it down. As Detroit author Stephen Mac Jones, reading from his new novel, Lives Laid Away, the second in the August Snow series, ex-cop turned vigilante detective. It's out now wherever you get your books. 